0: Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm/slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host, Jawson.
1: Hi, everyone. Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. and... What we're going to talk about in this particular segment has to do with penis size. Yes, folks, we're going to address this. There's a lot of misconceptions out there, and I will tell you, first of all, the porn industry has done society a disservice in having these heightened expectations in the bedroom. A lot of the shit you see on porn sites is just that. bunch of lies. The reality of it is the majority of it is hype in order to get you to watch, in order to get you to buy more videos, tell friends. That's all it is. It's entertainment. Folks, many times it would take a day or day and a half to shoot certain scenes. Guy can't get hard. The woman may for some reason that being to the moment. When you see the gushing white stuff coming out of her, a lot of times there's pina colada juice. Yes, the pour it inside of them so that when that moment happens, you're thinking, wow, look at all that stuff. And it's nothing more than that. But you wouldn't know because you're not there on set with them. Now, let's bring it back to reality. There were several scientific studies done on women desiring sort of penis sizes. And the prevailing number, when it comes down to penis size guys, believe it or not, women prefer penises from four inches up to seven inches. They want to feel comfortable. This is the reason why women take time out to buy vibrators and dildos that have a comfortable fit, which means Many of us guys were larger, nine inches, nine and a half inches, or more. We find it hard to find dates. A lot of times, when you go out on a date and a woman does something like, for instance, put her hands in your pockets, she's looking to see if it's big. You have a lot of women who will look at the pouch in the front or the bulge and they may say they want that, but what they want to do is to have the experience of having that so they can brag to their girlfriends about how they had a 10 inch or a 12 inch or nine and a half or whatever. But if you look at it, guys, a lot of you, because I've experienced this a lot, they would say they want this, and then you look down after you're inside them, and a good percentage of your penis is still extending outside of their vagina, and you're all the way in. Now, it depends on the woman. You have some women who are very deep-seated, which means their vagina is very deep. And some of you guys can go in until your testicles are touching the outer side of them. There are others of you who wind up where the majority of your penis is outside of her, and the rest of it's inside. Now, a lot of this is hype by what they see on the internet, the porn and all this stuff. The reality of it is that the woman wants to be comfortable when she's having sex with the guy. Those women who say size don't matter, does it matter? These are the women who will usually work with whatever they're given. That woman that always talks about she needs nine, ten, twelve inches or whatever, that does not mean she will be good for sex. That just means that she wants that from the candy store. You know, just like women say that, oh, yeah, he's big, but he didn't know how to use it. Women also are deep, or they may want all of that size from a guy, and guess what? They don't know how to satisfy the guy. There have been women that have told me all these wonderful things in the past, and after we had sex... I didn't want to even deal with them anymore. Not because they were low or that I would get over on them or something like that. I was gravely disappointed because they had hyped something up that wasn't there on their end. Because they had listened to other guys that told them how good they were. Ladies, let me tell you something. A man who does that, he's going to tell you that for one thing so he can sleep with you again. playing or something. now it's best to be modest and humble that's what I do when a woman starts talking about how good she is in bed and everything and she wants a 10 inch man and all that I'm humble as hell I don't say nothing because I want her to talk because 9 times out of 10 people who brag about shit like that they're not that good They're doing that to convince themselves because they have an insecurity. And what cracks me up the most is when you're having sex with someone and they think they've discovered a new thing that you've been dealing with before. And, oh, you like that, huh? You like that? No, not really, because I've already had that done. You got something new. That's really what we want to say, but we just go along with it. Same thing like when a woman affects an orgasm and tells the guy how big he is and all of that. I dated a lady one time, we went on a date, the first thing she asked me was, how big is your dick? And I was like, "Huh? huh, I did a triple take. Most women don't ask that question. And then she goes on and she's eating her steak. She says, well, if you're too big, I'm not interested. Ross had like one men with small penises, and I'm like, hmm. interesting. So, needless to say, I date didn't materialize. But the interesting thing was, she was very adamant about what she wanted and didn't want. Guys, see here are some of the things that women concern themselves with. One, bruising the cervix. There are some women who has have to adjust and get used to big dicks, and there are others that don't want to even deal with it because they like the softer pleasure of sex as opposed to that hard thing. It depends on the woman. And it varies. But overall 4 inches to 7 inches is the most desired size. And another indicator of this being true is that the vibrators that many of the women buy. Because even though you have these larger, longer, bigger things that they would purchase, by comparison, the smaller devices actually sell far more than the larger ones to get the job done. So, bragging rights, ego, narcissism, all that stuff should be out the window because you're trying to please your partner. There are other things that can be impactful as well that people don't think about. A lot of these young girls dating some older men and realizing the men don't get as hard as the younger guys do. That's because their prostate is adjusted. They've gotten older. The bladder is not as tight as it used to be. And so those are changes that take place. And this happens. This is natural. So the guy has to go out and take horny goat weed or go out and take uh, Cialis or Viagra. Then you run the risk of dealing with heart complications with some of those medications. Check with your doctor before you use it. They got to worry about these things. So you try to go with something that's natural, that won't really jeopardize your health. Because it should be a mutual thing instead of a competition. Haven't you ever noticed, like, when I see women break up with guys, what's the first thing they talk about? Your dick too small. Your dick crooked. It's always something where they got to hurt you in public. And what do the guys say? Your pussy stank. You're not that deep. Pussy wasn't that good. It goes on and on. If you ever get to that level of discussing dialogue with your ex-partner in public, both of you are just as bad people. There's no winner in that competition right there. you both, you canceled out each other because you're both stooped as low as you possibly could. You hurt each other. Another thing I will tell you, never put yourself in a position where you and your partner are at odds. And this comes up around family and friends. I remember one time I had a friend of mine who was from Nigeria. And she was American and he was Nigerian. She was African-American and he was Nigerian. And they got into a dispute. He had finished his education in the United States and he wanted to go back to Nigeria in order to open up his business. Well, he couldn't open it up in the United States because he wasn't a citizen. It would take him a while to get all the paperwork done. Over in Nigeria he already had connections and it would be much easier. She refused to go. And so she brings him in front of her family to explain why she couldn't go and they were talking about how it'd be They wanted her closer to home and she was buying into that. Well, of course he had a counter as far as taking care of her where she could come home and visit that kind of thing and then of course she comes out with in the bedroom his penis is too big eyes raised that was her trump card to get out of it but now she hadn't said that the whole time they had been together but she said that in a way to hurt and embarrass him in front of them and it worked they asked him to leave, they didn't want to see him again he went back to Nigeria opened up his business became very successful with it these things will happen often, probably not, but they do happen as they did with my friend in that situation but what you have to understand folks is that this is not a competition you're talking about a relationship and people you know try to go out and do their best you know doing hookups and stuff like that but what you have to remember is this you could probably be with someone you don't like but be so good to them that they want you in their lives and you don't want them and now you've created a problem because that person's going to be hounding you until they get what they want from you and they will probably do anything to do it. And you gotta remember, whatever you start with, that's what you end with. So if you start with only sex in the beginning of that relationship, that's really all the substance you have in it. So it's kinda hard to go beyond that. And these are the things you need to really think about, even though we don't because we would love our relationships to go on automatic pilot the sex is good, therefore the person should be good, therefore a relationship should be good ideally that's what we would like to see but it doesn't necessarily happen in that order and it doesn't happen in that order and it doesn't have to happen in that order we just want it to see what we like to do is project things onto situations that we would like to see like painting a picture and then we look at the canvas, and then we look at the landscape that we're painting, and we can see the difference. That's our reality, that difference we see between the image we paint and what we see. We don't like looking at that a month many times. Because the picture is not what we want it to be. So when it comes to this particular subject keep in mind guys you have a lot of women talking about they want big dicks and everything it's that quiet lady that's the one who is saying size doesn't matter the rest of the mouth they want to talk about how long they want it and all this stuff a lot of times they want to experiment and that's it that's all I want. Alright, let's continue on from the last segment. Now, ladies, I get a lot of questions in about this. Many of you ladies want to know what that's like when it comes down to a female's pubic area. Do they like it bushy, trimmed or shaved? Some men like all three categories. It depends. There was one guy that wrote in, he got mad because his wife was shaved a vagina. The reason why he liked it bushy was because he loved to curl his tongue up in her pubic hair. Comes was a turn on him. It varies. I prefer balls myself. But. It's up to. The individual. One thing ladies. I will tell you. Please. If you're not into shaving your vagina. Don't ever tell a man. Or put in a personal ad like this one lady did that if a man asks me to shave, he must be a pedophile. I guarantee you, you will never get a date with that. And if you do get a date with it, you're going to get a guy that's all about just having sex with you and nothing else. It's stupid. Now, many of you ladies are concerned about how your vagina will look to a guy. Ladies, most men don't care, and if you find a guy who is that meticulous about the way your vagina looks, nine times out of ten, if he's criticizing your private parts, you can imagine how he's gonna criticize you. Think about it. Is he worth hanging on to? If he's gonna make complaints about your vagina and another thing ladies quit talking in a negative way about it it's a part of you because the problem is if you go negative on it he's going to go negative on it because he's going to get tired of trying to build your self esteem up for the enjoyment of it so just quit the negative stuff Enjoy the moment. If he goes for you and he's inside you, he loves it. Now, of course, there are different types of vaginal types tulip, catcher's mitt, butterfly wings. There are many different types. It doesn't matter, ladies. If you had children, a man knows you're going to have stretch marks, probably. You're going to have cellulite, you might have an abdomen. He knows this already. Dick thighs, that kind of thing. He knows all these things. And of course, if he's a first-timer and he doesn't know these things, this is a good time to educate him, which you could do. But here's the thing that many of you fear. And I've heard this from many ladies. They're worried about when they're older and getting with a younger man about that kind of situation, about the criticism that they may receive. I will tell you, somebody who's dated a lot of older women in my life, he should understand that you will have those things come up throughout your development. Those things are natural. They're supposed to happen. Now, a couple of other things that we have to look at. Some of you ladies worry about being too large down here because you've had children. And yes, you've contracted, but you didn't contract all the way back to where you were before you were pregnant. Some women will do this. I know you hear a lot of these ignorant videographers that talk about, oh, well, no, it goes back to the same size. Not always. And here's the thing. Don't worry about getting surgery in order to close it up. There are angles and things that can be used. You crush your legs and have sex with them if you're too big. If you get too wet, you can do something like maybe put in a tampon to dry yourself out a bit. And some women have a problem of not being too dry, but actually being too wet. And what this does for most guys, is especially if they're not circumcised, the wetter you are, and when they're not feeling any sensation, sometimes they'll go soft. Now, there are various ways to handle that. And one thing I will tell you ladies, is cross your legs, which works. Guys, you could put in a changing table position, where you grab her by both her ankles, hold them up, and enter her like that, with her legs together. It'll make it tighter, and she'll get the full effect. You probably wanna do that on a dining room table or something like that, where she could really feel really. it. Now, circumcised and uncircumcised. A lot of you ladies have asked this question, a lot of guys wanna know the answer. The majority of women prefer a circumcised guy especially in Western countries. When start with coming from Europe and different parts of the world, many of them don't care. They're open. Depending on religious views, cultural views, that kind of thing. The main thing, if you're uncircumcised fellas, pull the skin back, clean it up. Now, there's some women who don't want to deal with a turtleneck. And as you know, that's the extra poor skin after you pull it back. That hovers over the head don't get any kind of surgery or any kind of circumcisions for a woman for one woman or even for multiple women if you're not comfortable with having to pull the skin back go and get the surgery if not don't alter your body for somebody else That means don't put no bullshit tattoos on your body with somebody else's name on it. Because you might break up with them, you get divorced, widowed, whatever. You just got that memory. You're not a damn chalkboard. Don't put that on your body. Just saying. It helps you as far as marketability. I dated a lady one time. We were having sex. And she said something I need to tell you before we do this. I said, what? First thing I asked her, Were you a man before? She said, no. I said, okay, well, what? She said, well, I got my boyfriend's name on my chest. She took off her top. In the middle of her chest, she had Brian. And in letters going down between her breasts towards her stomach, she had, fuck me hard. I got so goddamn tired of seeing Brian's name. I didn't know what to do. And she was, oh, yeah, I'm going to get the tattoo taken off. ever did. And it wasn't going to happen. So, here's the thing. When it comes down to this circumcision thing, guys, my suggestion to you is not to get it cut, especially if you're over 25 or so. Now, you can still get it done. It's up to you. Talk to your doctor. But if someone is having you do this, just like you ladies, husband says he likes a woman with a big press, or shit, he should have married one before he married you, plain and simple. So what are you going to do? Have your body cut up so you can go and appease him? what to make you feel good for a while? But you got to remember one thing you weren't good enough for him in order for him to accept you the way you are of course same things fellas with the circumcision I'm telling you be careful with that the only reason why I say that I had a friend of mine that was 42 years old that when not had that done it hurt like hell after he had it done guess what happened he didn't have the sensation he had before. And eventually he started losing interest in that whole process as far as vaginal sex. And the only thing he started going for were women who were given more. Why? Because he had lost the sensation in the head completely and it was just the sides. So. He wanted somebody that just did that, and that's all he would do. We'd go out, and the first thing he'd be doing with these women was ask them, hey, um, you go down, right? (laughs) That's how he wanted. So it depends on the person when it comes down to that. Just because everybody else does it, doesn't mean you have to. Many of you ladies know this, if you dated men from Europe, different parts of uh, Asia, Africa depends. Now you have a group of women that don't care and that's a good percentage of women. And guys I will tell you just make sure you clean yourselves and these women are down. Another question I was asked, what about curves? The majority of women I saw in one survey, which was informal. They said they liked curves because a lot of them could not feel like they could get to that point of orgasm with straight-on penetration. They had sensitivity in certain walls, so the curve allowed it to angle in different directions. This one lady had never had an orgasm before in her life. And she finally got with the guy who had a curved penis. And as soon as he got into that spot, she was done. She was over the moon. But the thing was, the people she had been with in the past, they weren't curved. So they never got to that spot where it was just right there. Okay, a couple of things. Right after you finish having sex, you want to pee. Try to make yourself pee. Because it helps cleanse your body. A lot of people don't do that. They'll hold that shit in. They wait until much later and do it, you know. Try to do it as soon as after you finish having sex. Now, another thing, too. Some of you guys or older. You'll start finding that your dick only gets hard when you're ready to piss. Maybe you want to talk to your doctor about that and find out what's going on. Ladies, you already know we get rock hard in the morning, we wake up ready to go. A lot of women will take advantage of that. Now fellas, let me tell you something that some women will do. You go out to your party, you have a good time, you go back to her place. She gets all sexy for you and everything. And she said, no, honey, let's go to sleep tonight. And this is your first, first date with her. More than likely what she's doing, if you had a few drinks, she's waiting until the next morning because she knows you're gonna be getting hard at that time. And she's gonna get the best fulfillment. And this is what you'll wait for. Usually when this occurs, the woman wants to be on top. The reason being you have a firmer erection and therefore she can get that full penetration. And what she's gonna do is she's gonna guide it in and then she's going to go down to what she thinks she can take. So it depends on how you guys work things in the bedroom and it varies now one thing to understand there's no guidebook to an orgasm or to being happy so you guys have to do it yourselves you have to work on it now a woman who's really trying to keep your fellas what she's going to do she may want to get on top of you and Roger, reverse cowgirl. And the reason why women like doing that is so that they can look back at you and see how they're doing as far as pleasing you. And at that point, they'll slow it up. They'll go faster. They'll lean back and they'll lean forward because they want you to see you go inside them. They love seeing that. The missionary position is usually the favorite position for most women because they can see your penis go inside them. Now this is where a lot of women who have penal fetishes, where they like you know, big penises for the first time and that kind of thing, BBC and all that other stuff, they like this because at that point they feel like I'm taking this big whatever size it is and Makes them feel better, gives them a dopamine rush. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, to each their own, right? The main thing to keep in mind is not to be used with your man or a woman just for your sexual prowess. Your person is more attached to you than your dick or your vagina. Warn a moment. Alright, in this segment we're going to talk about Guerrilla Dating. Now, I mentioned it early on. What is Guerrilla Dating? Guerrilla Dating, if you are a person who omits the truth about something that's obvious or lies about something that is obvious and your partner or potential partner, finds out on the first date. Many of you people do this just so that you won't deal with the reality of rejection. Now the reason why I'm emphasizing this more, I'm getting more correspondences about this particular problem from you that have gone out, met people on different dating sites, and this is the result. There was a gentleman that wrote me in particular. In the woman's profile she had no kids she had her own place own automobile looking for a man who had the same well what it came down to he had to pick this woman up at a shelter she had children that CPS had taken away from her her car had been repossessed. He picks this woman up at a homeless shelter. And this is where she levels with him. But the whole time they were texting each other, she never made mention of a homeless shelter, of the disposition of her children, of the situation of her automobile. She was under the impression that if she had told him this, he would have passed her over. This is where she was wrong. To the contrary, had she disclosed this to him after building a rapport with him online, he would have been more open to opening up a place for her to live there with them, or at least temporarily until she gets on her feet, and maybe help her in the process of probably getting her kids and things worked out between them. So what did she get instead? A date one block away from the homeless shelter and a ride back to the shelter. And he said during the whole time, he was so angry. After he found out the truth, he didn't bother touching her. Even though she tried to reach for him, he pulled away. And he classified her as a friend. It was done. Ladies, what's happening is this. I See, it used to be where You guys will get frustrated with men for lying to you. Men are starting getting frustrated with you for lying to them. And omitting things from them. Now. Guerrilla dating is not a good thing under any circumstances. And this is where a person is basically desperate enough... To try to get someone into their lives because for some reason they feel as though they can't get anyone in their the conventional way of being honest and upfront. Ladies, this is the epitome of the reason why we don't trust you when it comes to honesty. Because you're too prone to do this. Now, you know that situation, ladies, when you tell a guy when he's telling the truth about something that's TMI, too much information. No, it's not. That's information you can use that you're ignoring that will come back to bite you in the ass later. I had a friend of mine that used to always tell his women that he would meet how difficult he was to get along with and you'll give him examples and then oh you're talking too much you're just, look that's too much information let's just go and have a good time well this one particular lady got involved with him in a relationship one of the interesting things she said was if I had known you were this difficult and I had to go through all this shit I would have never dated you in the first place And it was funny, he chuckled. And he called me and he said, man, now she's complaining about me being difficult. And I told her I was difficult before she even got involved in the relationship. I said, I know. I said, people do that because their narrative is the only thing they listen to. They don't listen to you. And that's where she ran into trouble. It was her own damn fault, the relationship failed. But, of course, she didn't see it that way. It was his fault as she saw it because he should have informed her what she did. She just didn't listen. And this is a problem that many people face in relationships. The things that partner tells you in the beginning are vital. This is the reason why I tell you on those four questions, to go through them and Understand that the information they're conveying to you, that's the information that's going in your relationship with you. I'll put it to you this way, if you don't filter people out, it would just like it would be like getting on a plane with a guy who's an axe murderer who has an axe. I don't think you'd get on that flight, would you? But this is what you're dealing with in this kind of situation. You can't allow yourself to get to a point where lying is normal behavior when you do you're going to have problems things are not going to add up your partner's going to figure it out and you're going to be in trouble tell the truth front, right, the truth may hurt and go on from there like i say Many women criticize me. Oh, I would have never put that I was visually impaired in my profile. <laughs> Why not? Oh, you're making yourself too vulnerable. Well, if I met that person, would I still be, have the same vulnerability? Because the condition didn't go away. It's not going to magically go away and come back. It's here. It's part of me. Yeah, but I wouldn't put that out there. That saves them time and saves me time. You don't know how many times I get people who write me and say, Hey, you know what? I see we may not be compatible because I just don't have time. But one thing I will say, I thank you for saving me and you time for putting this in your profile. Got that a lot, but I appreciate them. Is letting them know that I'm considering. So the women who contact me, they are the people that I would really look at as far as going forward in the future. And I've met some wonderful people. Interesting, one, kind, nice people. I meant to say warm, I said one warm, kind, and nice people. And it's important. Folks, you would not believe this, but for the last week and a half, I've only drank puree water, lime, and strawberry, and uh, this other carbonated water. I've given sodas a break for a while, and uh, still have beer once in a while. Still a toi only. I don't drink any other. I might drink a little MGD every once in a while, but being still a toi. Not giving them the plug, but I just like their lager. Now, here's another thing too. What gorilla dating expectations are set. So when you deceive or omit, that person is expecting a new change from what you've written or what you've expressed to them. And when they see that abrupt change, I'm telling you, people will walk out on you. I know you get either tired of the rejection or you may be of the other spectrum when you haven't been rejected before. But in either case, that person deserves to be treated with respect, just like you'd want from that individual. So, show that respect. Give them the decency of telling them the truth. And I know it puts you at a disadvantage, but I can tell you, Many of the disabled websites that are out there, the, desi- the websites that are designed for disabled people are hard. Now, another thing too, it would set you up for even more vulnerabilities in a way. Because you would expect to meet someone with a different with a, with a disability. It's just the same problem that they're having with a lot of these BBW sites and all the rest. Because then, for the most part, believe it or not, it becomes one of those sites where it becomes like a fetish site. You don't want that to happen either. It's not a good thing. You're not a fetish, you're a person who has a disability who's looking for someone to have a better life with. You're not a victim. You're a person that still realizes that you have feelings, you have needs, you have wants. And I know this is true. There have been women that have given me WhatsApp numbers. There have been people that have written into this show women who just send me a picture of them with their vibrator or a video clip of them with their vibrator talking about how frustrated they are for not being able to get a man. And it's ridiculous. This woman, it was funny, she sent me a picture of her collection of vibrators. She had twenty three of them. Twenty-three. And she had not been with a man now in 14 years. And I asked her why, of course, it was only obvious. And she said that she didn't think that she was too good for men. She said, but a lot of the guys that she met started off with sex as the first topic and stayed there. And they never never got a chance to get to know her. And I said, oh, well, you must be going to the same type of sites, which she was. She was only going to two sites. And so I told her to broaden her horizons and try more other sites. Then she started getting more substantive people, more engaging, talking about more things. See, sometimes if you become too centric on one particular platform, you start to form your own perception of dating just on that basis. I have tried most of the popular dating apps throughout the last few years. And is there one better than the other? Not really. They have some features that are significant over others. And I can tell you firsthand that, okay, Cupid, their compatibility thing is close, but it doesn't work as effectively as people think. Plenty of fish. Yeah, they got some guppies out there, some sharks, and they got a halibut. So it varies. The main thing. If you don't get anything out of this segment, it's for you to respect yourself by telling the truth and also respect the person that says, yes, I can take you on. See, there used to be a show on television, I don't know if they took it off yet or not, called "Package," and Jerry Springer was the host, and a person would reveal what their liabilities were. And that person had the option to accept it or not. This is what you do. When it comes down to a partner that you're going to be involved with. Now some people like hold whole and say, Oh, I wouldn't dare tell that person that before the first date. If it's obvious, if you're knocking over shit and you have a visual impairment, I'm telling you is something that's not so obvious that you can hang on to until later on that's different but if there is any way that that you being with that person is going to impact their lives in any kind of way just for you being in their presence you should inform them this includes things such as you have a crazy boyfriend who's following you every time you leave your house and then you're sitting there in the restaurant and he happens to walk in gets at another table and he's just sitting there staring at the two of you don't you think it would be appropriate to tell your date that hey I'm dealing with a guy that's uh, a little bit obsessive and therefore I may have to make some maneuvers in order to meet you or would you rather omit not say anything you guys go to the date this guy shows up and all of a sudden he's ready to fight your date you know, he doesn't know what the hell's happening things you need to think about that another dating ship will get you killed you better watch it seriously One of them. All right, let's take a look and see what other questions about sex has come up. Jocelyn, what is the best position for a woman to be in for a man to really enjoy? Okay, this came from Susan out of New York. Susan, from what I've been told and from what I experienced, having a woman on the corner of the bed near the foot of the bed where both of her legs straddle the corner and she's bent over because in that way she can't really move that much forward so she's kind of wedged in there and she can get the full Mati, in that regard. Now, I'm not condoning this position, not asking anyone to try it, but what I am saying is that from what I have experienced and from what people have written in about, that's one of the most sexually fulfilling positions. It depends on the person, the size. Because you got to remember, a more petite person can do more things in the bedroom the guy can lay on his back and she's about 5 feet and weighs about maybe 125 pounds or so. She can squat down on him and have that going on. There are certain things that may be rather difficult though. Such as maybe we could put her in certain positions. Doggy style may be a little bit different. Instead of him being behind her, you may have to put her at the edge of the bed, stand up and go that route because the way her body's positioned, it'll be a little bit too low. It depends. With smaller women, you can go pick them up. And ladies, this is the reason why some men are concerned about your weight, is to see what they can do with you sexually. Yes. Once they take pick you up, and if you're short enough, you probably can wrap your ankles around his neck, and your arms around his neck, lock your fingers around his neck, and go for it. That includes maybe putting up on the wall and having you impaled by it. It depends. Now, here's the thing. It's about mutual gratification, not just about him getting off because the man wants to please you ladies as well as you want to please him. When you communicate and you're considerate of each other and you have the moral integrity to respect each other as lovers, as equals, and don't see each other or use each other as a sexual object, things go much smoother and the relationship is more sustainable. Now, what happens with couples a lot of times when they really are into each other sexually? They want to have different adventures, different escapades. And then you have others who don't mind a routine, would prefer the routine over doing something exotic, erotic, or crazy. I had a friend of mine that was on a date with a lady, and he told me about the whole thing. He said, They finished the date, and he said, We went on and I was about ready to take her home. And she says, let's stop at the nightclub. And he said, okay. So they stopped at the nightclub, had a couple of drinks, they danced a little bit. What he didn't know was when she went to the ladies room, she made sure she washed herself up again and she took off her panties. Now, she didn't go back to the dance floor with him, But what she did was tell him, I'm ready to go. So he's thinking, okay, well, it's early. I probably can go and get into a place with her and that kind of thing. They get to the parking lot of the place and where it was, it was not well lit on the far side where she lived. And so they started kissing and he said she reclined the seat hold up her dress and push his head down in between the thighs and after he did that he was like well i know it's over now that's when she informed him that he couldn't come upstairs because she had four female roommates there they were all splitting around this one place that said no and they wound up getting busy inside the car. The funny thing was, she told him everything she did in preparation for that the next day. And she went over to his place and they started their relationship and she left the roommates and never looked back. My friend went on, got with her. They were together for like five years before they broke up. It depends, folks. See, folks, what you have to realize is even though some women play games and play hard to get and all of that, they have needs just like you do. The only thing that they run into difficulty with is they got to make the right choice with the right guy. And it's hard because they have so many men to choose from. It's the opposite of what we experience because we got to put the fishing net out there for every woman we can. So for every hundred women, ladies, that we'll send out an overture too, we might get lucky if we get three, because the, the rate of discrimination becomes of women to men is very high. Women discriminate against men for their weight, their gut, their hair color. Everything. Shoe size. The color shoes they wear. Yeah, they get really petty. As men, we don't do that. Because it's far and in between, we have this influx of women. Now, some pretty boys do, some other guys do. Where the women like the guy. But what you got to remember, fellas, a lot of times they like the caricature of the guy and not the guy themselves. They like the physical aspect so you get all this pussy but when it comes down to getting a woman you may have one or two out of that bunch that are worth a damn just something to think about because they're into you because of the physical branding that's it now best time to get with a woman usually a woman is ovulating or just came off of ovulation yeah she may be ready if she's about to go on a period she still might be ready but here's the thing whatever you do wear a condom if you're going to have sex with her, because you don't know what may happen Especially if it's a hookup. Fellas, you don't know. She'll tell you all kind of shit about she's on the pill, she's got shots and all that. Don't believe none of that shit. This is reason. very reason why I say, men, you cannot use honesty as a measure of trust with a woman. If she likes your ass, trust and believe. She'll lie to you to have that child with you. To be with you. They value honesty we don't. Because when it comes down to them being honest with us, they can lie to us about anything and we have to accept it. This is the way it goes. Now, here's the thing. A woman will usually tell you what's going on or how she feels now some of them won't they'll try to hold it in to get that attention but here's the other thing too you don't want to deal with that combative angry woman God, for God's sake do not get her pregnant do not get her pregnant because she's already angry and upset at the world for whatever reason usually it's because of decisions she made just like men who are angry at women it's because of many of the decisions they made and some women have been frustrated so long that they really don't know how to be nice or how to be a female again in general and I'm not talking about being weak I'm talking about being that lady that's dropping that masculine persona that's fake now Another thing, fellas, too. When you're with a woman before you have sex, make sure you're in a place where people can see you together. Public place, place with cameras. If possible. Take a selfie together, something. Here's why. That's evidence you can use to protect your ass later on just in case she says she raped you. And she raped you, you raped her this is what that's to do. Well, in that case, rape you too, because someone would probably do that shit. Um, but mainly for that purpose. And the only reason why I say this is because there was an incident at a town that I read about where the woman said that this guy had raped her. Their date, their date had taken place and ended by 8.30 that night. She claimed that she was raped at 9:30. Well, the only problem was this guy stopped for gas at a service station. They had him on videotape at the service station, so there was no way possible he could have been with her at that time. Had receipts from him buying gasoline, potato chips, soda. She swore it down. Well, they hauled this guy in before they got a hold of the videotape and everything and they treated him like trash. And of course, word got around that he was a rapist and his name was dragged Through the Mud. Here's the reason why that woman claimed that she was raped. She had a living boyfriend that she didn't tell the 830 guy about. Uh, That guy came home and noticed a couple of items that was left by this gentleman that he had purchased for her. He kept questioning her about those items because he knew he didn't buy them for her. And then she came up with a narrative that she had been assaulted and, of course, she was angry and wanted to tear the guy apart. They called the police, police came. They went, took her in, and what happened She thought it was going to be a thing where she really didn't have to go forward and talk much about what happened. Oh, but they had some good investigators. They had the swabs and all that done. The guy had his cheek swabbed voluntarily for DNA. And throughout this time, these two families are going through turmoil. Her family's feeling so sorry for her and hitting this young man, and by the same token, his family's sticking by him and there were some family members that turned on him. Well, so happened this man's public defender, who was a damn good one, had the video pulled through the stores, and he had described in detail his whole schedule of what they did. They had gone to an event earlier and they had cameras there, security cameras. They saw when he parked, when they went into this event, and when they left. When he went to get gasoline, same thing. And of course we started talking about it. It was probably not eight thirty, but maybe maybe not nine thirty, but maybe eight thirty. And she was trying to fit her time in with evidence that was prevented to her and of course that didn't work and then she finally confessed that she had made the whole thing up because she did not want to get in trouble with the dude that she was living with she was afraid she was gonna get kicked out which she eventually did this man was released and unfortunately for him, in that community he lived in, he had to move because he still had that reputation of being a rapist based on the accusations. So, fellas, please be careful with this. I'm telling you, there's some women out there who do this just for power. I hate to say it, and ladies, I know you're cringing, but there are some women out there who specifically have an agenda to get back at men, and they will do it any way possible. I'll never forget this lady I went out with, and she made a joke about it. On our first date, We go out, and she was older than me about six years first thing out of her mouth when she got in the car she gave me a kiss and she says okay she says now you're not going to rape me or anything like that are you and she started laughing I didn't find that funny at all and I said that's an interesting way to start a date I took her on a date and then she went on and told me about all the horrible dates she had And I took her home, walked her to her door, and she said, thank you for taking me out. I'm glad you didn't broke me or try to rape me or anything like that again. She mentioned that word. You know what I did? Left. Never called back, never returned. Never wanted to hear from her again. Folks, I'm telling you, people will set you up. You gotta be careful, fellows. Another thing too, gotta go on the surface. Let me see what my time is here. Uh, Okay, I'm two minutes over, but I'm gonna go on just for a minute or two. If you're meeting a woman for the first time, don't let her invite you to her place when you just meet. The only reason why I really say that, there's this thing. You see the Atlanta Atlanta area, what is one of the work to come to their place and they have their boyfriend there along lots of other dudes to rob you. First date fellas, meet her at a coffee shop or somewhere near to. Her. Don't do that on the first date. Don't go over to her place. That shit could be a setup. You may think you're gonna get some pussy, but you might get your ass whooped or killed. Something for you to think about. Hold in a minute. Now, one thing I want to tell you folks, both men and women the easier you're influenced by another person when it comes to sexual activity against something that you're adamantly against, the more that person thinks you wanted to do that in the first place. Now, let's look at some of the things that people pick up on and they're classified as stereotypes, and people shy away, from, shy away from them, but let's talk about them. Very large women, super size B.B. Duffy, I'm talking 350 pounds and up. You see these guys with these women, some of them have fat fetishes, some of them genuinely love these women, and the women love them, and they run into a more difficult situation than many of these in ladies do. Because they know good and well that the majority of men coming towards them are looking to fulfill some sort of fetish. Not to love them, but to have some fantasy fulfilled. This is is the reason why many of these women isolate themselves emotionally. And they don't have a boyfriend because they feel as though everyone out there is just out to exploit them for their body. Now, what are some of the incentives for these men to do this? one of them is a good percentage of these large women are into anal sex and I know a lot of women are saying oh my god that's gross y'all need to shut the hell up cause 65% of you statistically do it or have tried it at one point so give up the ghost on that another thing about These women, these are the kind of women that guys feel as though they can't hurt sexually because they're so large. And that abundance of flesh and fat actually is a turn-on to them. They don't necessarily have to put their penis inside of the woman. They can go and put the dick inside their navel, under one of the folds, under one of the breasts. And these women are very good at oral sex. This is the reason why these guys go for them so much. No other man's gonna tell you this, ladies. The reason why I'm telling you this is because men talk about these things. Now, these women are very reliable. And I'm not just talking to supersized, they don't have to be supersized for this. They could also be a smaller, big, beautiful woman, as they call them, BBW. Just a classification, and some women take offense to that. They want to be called Rubenesque, Salacious. I've heard all kinds of titles. But here's the thing. One thing, they have a hard time being called, and that's happy. Because nobody likes to be exploited at least I hope I'm sure their subjects don't mind being humiliated because they run these ads but for the most part most people don't like to be exploited or humiliated and usually a lot of these women get their power from these men because these guys adored them and put them on pedestals and folks, you remember what I said about putting anyone on a pedestal. You don't. But these guys put these women on pedestals. They come in with these titles such as goddess. Most of them don't call themselves queens. They do that to the black woman. They call themselves goddesses. They call themselves all kinds of titles. Empress. Oracle. They call themselves all kinds of names I've ever heard. And they do this because they know that these men will bow down to them. The downside, it gives them a false sense of accomplishment. And they're at that point where they can choose the best man for them. And ladies, some of the men men that these women attract Many of you would literally sit there in disbelief, because the way you would look at it is, how the hell could she get him? Many of you ask that question when we go out, you go to Walmart, you say, how the hell did she wind up with him? And you wonder. But here's another thing you got to remember: he trusts her. That's why he's with that woman. Now, let's go on. Another stereotype. Women with tattoos? Love, angle no. I don't know who came up with this myth, the stereotype, but that's supposedly supposed to be something where the correlation is they have a higher pain tolerance, so back door wouldn't be so bad there is some truth to that but then again you can't make the assumption that that's the case it's unscientifically proven so you can't make that case but that's one of the stereotypes they have so a lot of you tattooed ladies who had that guy that's been trying to go back door and you're saying no it's because of the stereotype that's associated with that practice. Now, BPWs are large women who are lonely. Ladies, let me tell you something. The stereotype for you is that guys out of prison, guys trying to get a start in life, guys that you couldn't get when you were in high school stereotypically these guys think that there would be a catch for you and so they may be down on their luck or whatever you're there in order to give them that helping hand they need in exchange for the affections of love and sex or whatever now the difficulty with this is that a lot of these guys will leave you after they get on their feet some will stay but again this is a stereotype let's go on ladies make the assumption sometimes that men who have nice looking cars have a lot of money and they don't realize that a lot of these guys are using facades so they got to be convincing enough for you to have sex with them that's it because see a man who's interested in a woman is not going to start out by lying to her the man who is not interested in you will start by lying to you and the reason why he's doing that is because he has no expectations of the relationship going anywhere after you find out if you find out so what is he going to do He has a nice presentation, a nice clothes, a nice car, maybe a nice place. And that's all for you to kind of see yourself in that space with him. He doesn't see you there. He sees you in his bed, and he sees your ass out the door. That's as far as it goes. So that's the reason why some of you ladies who meet guys on Tinder and you see all this nice shit and then you're in his bedroom and then you're back at home and you never hear from him again there's a reason for that because see the way he sees it is just like the pet girl that I talked about earlier you're trying to exploit him for his money and that's it he could very well be faking it but his goal is to get you before you get him before you find out he's trying to get the pussy that's what it comes down to now another stereotype most guys that I've spoken with have always sworn that smaller skinnier women had deeper vaginas from my experience I found that taller women are deeper but it varies as if it matters it doesn't matter because once we're inside it feels good to both of us anyway provided you guys communicate and you be consider it now another thing too I want you to understand There are a lot of people who just get with other people for the sexual gratification. That's it, that's their goal. But what I will say to you is this if you get your feelings hurt or heartbroken, don't blame anyone but yourself. I had to bring this up because I'm so sick of getting emails in regards to this specific problem. You ladies write me a lot about this specific problem. He doesn't want to commit. Did you sleep with him first? Yeah. First date or second date. Usually it's the first. He ghosted me. I caught up with him and he said that we're a couple. I said, oh, really? And he ghosted you? The reason why he's done that is because he's already slept with you and he's went on to someone else. He, he didn't want to lose them while he was with you. He could always come back to you because he's already had you. Another myth. Black men have big dicks. Many ladies will tell you about that one. I don't know about other guys' dicks. I know that mine, me and Ed, have a talk every once in a while. He walks down the street. And I haven't figured out why yet. But we're still in an argument. But that's beside the point. You gotta remember, stereotypes, there's some truth and there's a lot of others that can counter that truth. Plain and simple. So, There you go. Another stereotype, white girls are easy, which is the biggest lie of a toe. Black women are masculine and aggressive. Some are, some aren't. And let me tell you something, the most unattractive thing to me is a masculine woman. Not because I'm intimidated, It's because of the fact that I don't want to be around another dude. I be around women because I don't want to be around a dude. I want to be around dudes that go get with boys We hang out. Cut it out. But some of y'all think that's appealing to men, to weaker men, to younger men who were built in single-family households where the mama acted like the man yeah that shit works with them nobody else wants that shit you wonder why a lot of these black men are going with women of other races an incentive for that is that particular behavior ladies I'm just going to put it there for you this comes from men in the barbershop being online talking this comes from people who have answered surveys this has come from a lot of resources Just the way it is. No man wants a masculine-ass woman. Some guys like tomboys because they get this thrill out of this woman that probably might be a lesbian and they want to break her into being feminine again. It's a fetish. (laughs) So, got a lot of stereotypes out there latin women are spicy really i've been with a lot of latin women but i didn't see any spice i saw good women that i went with but never anything that was like special because you remember how guys just always talk about well hey man have you had Italian pussy as if it's some kind of brand of pussy you get off the shelf at a store I like, no, I never had any of that. never had so-and-so, I, mean, I never had any of that. I remember that was back in the day, until I started traveling and meeting women. Then, the Sicilian, Italian, German, Russian, French, didn't matter. Women are the same. They want to be loved, they want to be nurtured, they want to be taken care of. They want to be protected. They want to be listened to. They want to be heard. They want to be cuddled, and yeah, they want to be satisfied too. But we have to listen to them. And we don't. We had that miscommunication once again. Asian women are easy. Was another one. No, they're not. See, many of these women that come up with these stereotypes, like Asian women or easy American women say that shit, they never dated an Asian woman. And it varies from what culture, country, and even the family. Date a Chinese woman who's upset with you. I guarantee you'll learn Mandarin very quickly. It's not based on a stereotype that we should judge people, but we do because it makes us feel better as if we know them when we don't. You know, it used to shock everybody when I told them I was from Mississippi. And they'd get the uh, hint of southern accent I have, but they would expect me to be at a certain mindset in life. And I'm not there. I think globally, not locally. And for many of them, I don't fit in that box. but what we what do we try to do? something that doesn't fit the stereotypical narrative that we want, we try to make it fit. Oh yeah, we're going to force it. It's going to fit in there because that's the way we can think about it. And we wind up looking like a dumbass. The world does not have to fit your stereotype or your narrative. And guess what? You don't have to fit its either.
0: we at romantic truth appreciate your listenership listeners you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on apple music amazon music spotify audio mac or deezer Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with
1: two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail.